people who are biting their fingers in fear. Changing is not easy, but changing your life, changing habits, reinventing yourself. Yeah. You will win if you don't quit. Even a broke clock is right twice a day. It's an experience. This is the Carlos moment with Pastor Jack on Active FM. Good morning, everybody. Great to be with you once again. This is the Kairos Moment on the Active FM. It's always an honor and a privilege to bring a word of inspiration and encouragement and motivation to you. Um, this is Pastor Jack Chirwa from the Full Gospel Church in the south of Johannesburg, South Africa. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, as I bring your word, I pray that you will just cause your word to not return to you void but will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. And I pray, Father, your encouragement and inspiration and motivation in the hearts of your people as they receive your word today, wherever they are listening from. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to just share with you on, a, on the subject I've entitled, God Will Restore. God Will Restore. Joel chapter 2 and verse 21 to 26, the book of Joel chapter 2, verse 21 to 26, the word of God reads, Do not be afraid, land of Judah. Be glad and rejoice. Surely the Lord has done great things. Do not be afraid, you wild animals, for the, for the pastures in the wilderness are becoming green. The trees are bearing their fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their riches. Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten the great locusts and the young locusts, the other locusts and the locusts swarm. My great army that I sent among you, you will have plenty to eat until you are full and you will, you will praise the name of the Lord, your God, who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Hallelujah. You know, it's important for us to believe that our God is a God of restoration, especially now post-COVID, uh, coming out of lockdown. Many countries have now come out of lockdown. Um, it's a season of rebuilding. It's a season of starting all over afresh, uh, whether it's corporates or companies, economies of countries, whether it's churches. As we speak to many pastors, we realize that many pastors are almost as if they are starting from scratch. Um, Many of our people have never come back uh, to church, uh, but God has been faithful. God has been sending some new people, new faces. And so we, I believe, are in a season of restoration. We are in a season where God is going to restore everything the enemy has stolen from us. I encourage you to identify an area of your life, an area of your life in which you need restoration or some in some cases, it might be it might not be restoration. 
that is needed, but it is a need for God to do a new thing in your life. Your restoration might be about an area of obedience. Um, it might be um, a restored hope. It might be a closer walk with God. It might be a faithful service in some area in the kingdom of God. But I believe that if we are truly seeking restoration from God's perspective, then his word will be central in that process. I'll say that again. I believe that if we are truly seeking restoration from God's perspective, that his word will be central in that process. What is the definition of biblical restoration? According to the dictionary, restore means to reestablish something to its original condition. Therefore, when something is restored in scripture, it always grows, always multiplies, always improves so that its final condition is superior to its original state. I'll say that again, so that its final condition is superior to its original state. God wants to restore you. God wants to restore your life. Restoration in the beginning, in the book of Genesis chapter 3 and verse 21, the biblical theme of restoration is found right from the beginning of all things. The book of Genesis, uh, in the book of Genesis, God created human beings in his own image, man and woman. The human being enjoys God's image and fellowship, his intimacy and an uninterrupted companionship with God. However, the human being decided to eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. By so doing, he wanted to take his life in his own hands. Instead of depending on God's wisdom, righteousness, and resources, he would live by his own limited resources, according to his own opinion. With this tragic decision, the human being lost his divine image as well as the intimacy and companionship of the Lord, his creator. But God's restorative work began immediately as the human being was already self-conscious, trying to cover his nakedness by his own hands. God provided him clothes made of animal skins. This revealed with complete clarity God's redemptive and restorative plan for the fallen human. This first sacrifice, which provided him with clothes, pointed towards the final sacrifice of the Lamb of God, Jesus himself. In Exodus 22, verse 4, the word of God says, If the theft he certainly found in his hand alive, whether it be ox, or ass, or sheep, it shall restore double. So in the Old Testament, when the thief is caught um, with the item that he stole, whether it was an ox, or a donkey, um, or a sheep, the Bible says that that shall be restored double. Second Samuel chapter 12 and verse 6, He shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 31, but if he, if he was found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. Psalm 105, verse 37. He brought them forth also with silver and gold 
and there was no one feeble person among their tribes. The story of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt as they marched into the wilderness, the Bible says that he brought them forth with silver and gold, and there was no one feeble among them. Job also lost his possessions, his family, his children, his health to the devil, but God restored twice as much to him. When God restored Job after the terrible uh, um, incidents that happened to him, he gave him double that which he had lost and blessed him more abundantly in his, in his final days than at the beginning of his life. Job 42 verse 10 the Bible says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Job 42 verse 12. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than the beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, and, and, and 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 uh, she-donkeys. Jesus told his disciples that everyone who left something to follow him would receive 100 times more. Mark chapter 10 and verse 29 to 30. I don't know what you have lost, but I want to encourage you that from all these scriptures, it's very clear that our God is a God of restoration. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 10 verse 29 and 30. Let's just read that. So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers um, or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel's sake who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this life, houses, brothers, sisters and mothers, children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 15, verse 11, the Bible tells us the story of the prodigal son or the lost son, the parable of the lost son. When he left, um, he squandered all the wealth on, uh, on, wild, uh, on a wild lifestyle. And the Bible says that he decided to go back to his father. When he went back to his father, God was able to restore him. In Luke chapter 19, verse 8, and Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. Hallelujah. The story of Joseph is also a story of restoration. In Genesis chapter 41 um, and verse 42 and verse 43 uh, but you can read the entire story of, of Joseph from Genesis 38, 37, where he dreams dreams from God and his life just gets worse. And he, 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 he kind of, you know, loses everything and he ends up a slave, but yet God restores his life. The outline of God's restorative work is vivid in uh, demonstrating, demonstrating uh, the love and restorative power of God in Joseph's life. Joseph was abandoned, falsely accused, forgotten, 
but he finally became favored by God and restored to the role of prime minister, the role that God assigned to him. So number one, he was abandoned. When Joseph revealed to his brothers that God had called him to a role over them, they reacted enviously and jealously, sending him as a slave to Egypt. Number two, he was falsely accused. God prospered Joseph, even as a slave, to the point that his master put him in charge of his belongings. But the master's wife falsely accused him of assaulting her, and he was sent to prison for something he did not do. Number three, he was forgotten. Being in prison, Joseph interpreted dreams for Pharaoh's cup for the Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker. The cupbearer rejoiced to know he would be freed, and Joseph asked him to intercede for him before Pharaoh. But once out of prison, the cupbearer forgot about Joseph. But lastly, Joseph was favored. God didn't forget Joseph. However, two years later, Joseph had a dream. The cupbearer remembered Joseph. Well, Pharaoh had a dream. I beg your pardon. Pharaoh had a dream. And when Pharaoh had a dream and couldn't find an interpreter, the cupbearer remembered Joseph and spoke of him to Pharaoh. Joseph interpreted the dream, announcing seven years of famine to him. Pleased with a warning, Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of all the riches of Egypt. Not only was Joseph restored by this action, but when the, the drought came, he was in a position to save his own people, Israel. God was able to restore Joseph to the extent that when his brothers and his family came over to Egypt to come and buy grain, they could not recognize him because of the restorative power of God over Joseph's life. I don't know what you have lost. I don't know how bad your life has become, but I'm here to say to you that our God is a God of restoration. Our God is a God that can restore anything that you have lost. So hang in there, hold on, because God is in control. I want to pray for you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for that man, that woman, whichever part of the world they are listening from, I pray for the power of restoration. I pray that their lives will be restored. Their Christian life, their relationship with you will be restored. Their business will be restored. Their finances will be restored. Um, their health will be restored. I pray, Father, for every area of their lives where they've lost something, that you will restore them because you are a God of restoration. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. It was great to be with you. I hope that you've been blessed. If you would like to reach me on my number, on my WhatsApp, you're welcome to contact me on plus two seven seven three five zero zero five three two six plus two seven seven three five zero zero five three two six. God bless you and may he restore you in Jesus name. Amen.
Thank you. 